In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I am Tom Pickup, if you didn't know already, and welcome to the first ever Really 007 live stream. Didn't know what a live stream was last year, I don't think, but uh, this is one of them anyway, so welcome. Now, if you're new to us, be a bit of an odd one to start with, but uh, you can listen to every episode of ours on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, we've also got our website, including the Pod Dojo website, which has got our other um, yeah, podcasts that we have. We've got For Your Reconsideration. Blood Brothers and the Tapes, which uh, Chris helms. You can go on there and check out all those other podcasts. We've also got our videos now on our YouTube channel. So we've got uh, interviews with the likes of John Glenn and uh, a few of the actors, including some from films we'll be talking about tonight. Mainly the John Glenn ones, mainly the Timothy (laughs) Dalton ones, let's be honest. Anyway, yeah, thank you for listening and watching and keep leaving those five-star reviews and writing nice comments. Thank you. Yeah, so most of us uh, tonight have also, we found you guys on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. So do keep joining in on our daily musings of the Bond world. We enjoy those chats every day. But tonight, it's very rare that we actually have all six of the, the full complement of Really 007 contributors. So we're in for a real treat, hopefully, with that tonight. Mm. Yeah, so you may have heard us over the years. You might not have seen us for those who are, who are on the Zoom session now. I will introduce uh, the the lads of the Really 007, who I think I worked it out. We've probably done over 30 episodes and, you know, over 60 parts and over 1 million hours of uh, podcast listening. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a joke. Uh, anyway, right. Uh, anyway, alongside me. So, yes, Really 007. It's me, Tom Pickup. It's uh, Math Pickup, who's next to me today. Hello. Harry Pickup, the youngest brother. I'm with you. I'm with you. Who's with me? And we've also got John Kell, licensed to Kell. Good evening. And uh, Rob Parker. Good evening. And Chris Goldie. Good evening. Good lads, good lads. Right. Now, before we get to, to chatting between the six of us, um, the great Wizard of Ice could sadly not attend. I'm really sorry about that. It could be a coincidence that Julie T. Wallace was also busy. But, uh, and she, she's <laughs> pestering. Anyway... He wanted to send his thoughts, and we've got a, a video message now from the great Wizard of Ice, whoever he is. Get us on a bit, this. Much like the man. Yeah. <laughs> and us. So here we are at the Berlin Wall. Uh, I'm going with a little Third Man Shadow sort of vibe there. Keep trying to educate people about Third Man, but I know I'm wasting my time. Anyway, uh, this is a celebration, ostensibly. Of Re 007. Uh, one year it's been, apparently. I thought it was longer myself. <laughs> you know, I thought the uh, Diamonds of Forever episode lasted about two years. <laughs> Boom! That's the sort of gags you'll be getting, people. Yes, you, you enjoyed that, didn't you? Yeah. Very Purvis and Wade, that wasn't it? Great Diamond of the Day. Yeah, you like that. You like that stuff. 
proud of you, Sherbets, I'll be honest. You know, I'm just rambling, verbally and literally. Um, yeah, really 007. Um, they're decent enough lads, I guess. If they're from the north, you know, support Berry, what's left of it. They try their best, you know. I mean, the thing about them is there's a lot of Bond podcasts out there that are, let's be honest, moribund. They're a bit one show, a bit bland. There's nothing, there's nothing to them. These boys, at least, they have a laugh, you know. They don't, they don't, they're not brilliant, they don't, they're not knowledge-wise. I'm not saying they get Bond wrong particularly, but... Don't like Dan, do they? Don't, oh, don't like Danny boy. No, no, he's a dour, miserable. Always resigning. Don't like that. We resign to the service. But, um, action for you there. But um, yeah, they like Tim. Tim's all right. Yeah, don't mind a bit of Tim. Tim resigning. That's fine. Tim, Tim being a miserable bastard. That's I love that. Tim killing people. Ooh, can't get enough of that. Being psychotic. That's, Pushing killer for in the uh, in the shark tank. That's not dare, that's not humorous. That's uh, that's quality that is. There you go. It's uh each their own, I suppose. Um yeah, I had a few more gags, I've forgotten. <laughs> anyway, the Berlin Wall, there you go. Your this is a sort of the McIntyre sort of area. That sort of ballpark is what you pitch at. And you know, fair play. But anyway, yeah. Well done, gentlemen. Yeah. Obviously I wish I could be there with you all tonight. Um, hopefully you've got a decent crowd in. You're not as popular as Kill James Bond, obviously. <laughs> That's the public for you. They prefer listening to Dross than well-observed Bond podcasting, but with, you know, the odd uh, Brenton Parfish reference. That's what I like, anyway. You know, I, I tolerate you for that. Really. Um, yeah, anyway, you're probably getting a bit bored of my drivel by this point. Um, so I shall say... Chiru, in the words of Red Grant. Yeah, enjoy the evening, Chiru. Good night, the local there, thinking I'm mental, some sort of mentalist. <laughs> Who won the bloody war, anyway? This is my radar. <laughs> yeah, Craig, mate, one too many mistakes. Ian will come to him, and I'll say, you're not the bomb that you think you are. You pissed him off, you pissed her off. Craig haters will write all along. Get out. <laughs> And they'll drag him out by his hair. And then they'll come to Bros. And that's when the begging starts. And they'll say, Oh, oh, Pierce, oh, you're, you're the best man for this job. Oh, oh, you're the best bomb. Will you come back? And they'll say, Sure, sure. But how much money have you got? Because this is going to cost you. <laughs> this is going to cost you. <laughs> Thank you for that, Wizard. That was uh, probably <laughs> completely meaningless for the non-English uh, people out there. But brilliant. Thank you for that. As ever, we're not one to stick to a rigid plan of action. We are going to be hearing from a few of the guests we've had on the podcast, as well as some of you for the very first time. So it'd be great to, to, great to uh, chat to you tonight. Right, we will begin by looking back on our first 12 months of episodes, as well as answering some questions by you, uh, the fans, I suppose. Yes. I will turn to, first of all, Harry Pickup. You hey. were, first of all, on the From Rush With Love episode, I believe. Um doesn't really get talked about that one too much, but is that one of your highlights of the year, Harry? Oh, absolutely. It was unbelievable getting the podcast off the ground with um, Octopussy. But as you, I probably referenced in the um, actual podcast, it, it was happening at a time where I was re-watching the Bonds anyway. So probably I watched From Russia's Love twice within two or three weeks and just my appreciation level was just going through the roof for that film. An absolutely incredible masterpiece. And when I think back on it now, just what a film that is. And, you know, it's a great adventure, brilliant set pieces, brilliant Bond film, but so good to analyse as well. So good to talk about, so good to record a podcast about. And I'd actually probably like to listen back to what we talked about it seems quite a while ago i think like the the it was so good just chatting to people and the the ideas bouncing around the um the virtual room so to speak but yeah it was, it was just such a good night um and that was a great way for me personally to kick off talking about bond and oh it was, it was yeah i remember it really fondly i think the first episode we did though was was octopus wasn't it 
we love Octopussy as much as well. I was quite quite surprised actually joining the Bond fandom that it is pretty popular with Bond fans. I think we saw it more than any other film, the pickups growing up, and it was just had to be the one we started with. Who should we turn to now? I'll, I'll turn to Math, who's who's next to me. Yeah, so Math. Hello. You weren't on that episode, so was it a bit? Is it a bit weird listening to to it? Or? <laughs> Um, the first time. Well, yeah, because it was the first one. It was pretty weird hearing your brothers and your mates rambling on and on about uh, about you know, well, essentially one of my favourite films of all time. But yeah, it's just, you know, it's quite gutting when you can't be on some episodes because you, you'd love to share your lack of intelligence on uh, on on a lot of them. But yeah, really enjoyable, really enjoyable film, really enjoyable listen. Don't worry, we will have episodes Octopussy Review with the people who weren't on the Octopussy Review from Russia with Love with the people who weren't on that one. No. But uh, yeah, we do like to sort of chat about each film if and when it comes up. And I think in pretty much every episode we've done, we've mentioned every Bond film at some point. So that tells you about the digressions. Chris, we didn't know each other that well until this uh, podcast started. So has it been weird sort of just being thrust into this new world of weird pickup people and Bond fans across the world? Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's been a great... Uh, uh, like, obviously, we're all here because of our love of this series. So it's been great to bond over bond. You know, it's like this. it really does bring people together. And we can all have our differences, but I think at the end of the day, <laughs> we still love the franchise. And what's, the, what's exciting about it is that there's so much content. You know, there's so many films to choose from. Uh, and you can go back and revisit them, you know. So, I, yeah, it's been it's been uh, quite the year. <laughs> it really has, yeah. We thought, when when I first started, I thought, well, we'll just do a quick review of each film and then see what we do next. But you probably noticed we haven't really reviewed many films for the last few months because there's been so many sort of episodes that have come in. And mm. I think we've got about six episodes we've recorded but haven't come out yet. And we've got some good interviews as well, so hopefully... We'll be releasing them, but No Time to Die has finally been released, so that's the focus now. And uh, we will be talking about the Daniel Craig era later. I'll now go over to John. You were someone who I've known for a long time and always known you're a massive Bond fan. Is it something that you you always wanted to chat about Bond, but perhaps hadn't had a platform to do that? Uh, something like that, yeah. I mean, I, I, I remember in year eight in my art lesson, there was a lad called Ryan Haslam, who was the only other James Bond fan I knew. I thought that was a great opportunity to sit next to him and talk about Bond. And by the second lesson, he'd moved to another table because I'd bored him stiff. That's like, I, I, I love talking about Bond. I've never really had the opportunity to it. I've just absolutely loved this year. It's just great fun. You know, we come on, have a chat, have a laugh. I think like when you get in the zone, you don't know what you're talking about. And then, and then you actually listen back to an episode and you think, did we really discuss that? Or did I really say that? I don't even believe what I said. But that's the beauty of this franchise is, is that every time you watch a Bond film, you learn something new every time. It's just a phenomenal series. And we're just so blessed and so lucky that we have 25 films that we can just celebrate and watch. It's an honour to be on this podcast, to be honest. Thank you very much, John. Yeah, uh, it's been an honour having you. And our quiz master will have a bit of that later on. And Rob, you've obviously, obviously known you for so long now. And it's just been amazing to have you on this. And you've got your own uh, podcast, which probably I don't think we would have started this one, but for for your reconsideration. But what's it been like the last year for you? Oh, it's been great, to be honest, because um, I I don't think it's going to be a shock to anyone if I say that um, I'd been disillusioned with where Bond had got to. Uh, and I will preface this by saying, sorry, uh, what's the caveat here? That's not how I feel now. That's not how I feel now. That's how I felt a year ago. And that's a testament to the year we've had. I've just had the best time. Like, how good is it that you can get a call early in the week and say, can you talk about Bond on Thursday night? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can. And no I would way. absolutely love to. Can you do a deep dive on Spy Who Love Me? Episode not released yet. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, yes, I can. I'd love to do that. You know, so, yeah, it's been absolutely amazing. But it's also, it's reinstilled my love for this entire franchise yeah. uh, past present and future i can't wait to see where we go i'm enjoying what's happening right now can't wait for no time to die and uh yeah buzzing absolutely buzzing but it was this uh, it was doing this that's really brought that back for me superb Rob. And I, I think somebody put it in the chat 
COVID did pretty much kickstart this. I don't know whether we would have yeah. had time, the inclination uh, to do it. And also the gap sort of waiting, waiting for no time to die, actually probably thought, right, well, come on, lads, we we want to talk about Bond. This is the best time to do it. And it's almost built up the excitement. Can't believe we're actually, there's a Bond <laughs> yeah. film, you know, that's, that's there. We haven't, no one's seen it. And uh, it's just amazing. But the uh, some of the interviews, uh, John, you know, first of all, you, you part of the team that interviewed Necros, that, that must have been, you must have absolutely loved that. I, I love listening to it, but I wasn't. It wasn't you, no, was it? It wasn't. <laughs> it was Chris. Chris was on that one. He was my first. Yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> it was amazing. I could honestly, I couldn't believe, like, when he dialed in and... You know, he's he's like just he just got out of the shower. And he couldn't get Wi-Fi, and we got this like guided tour through his house as he's like kicked out his teenage son from the spare room, and he sat down. And he boots up another laptop, so he's on like two screens at the same time. It's like this is Necros. This is <laughs> not only that. It's just like this is he's from he was in Die Hard. You know, he's in Mission Impossible. It's like this is amazing. I, couldn't, I honestly I couldn't believe. And Living Die, Daylight was the first film I saw Bond film I saw at the cinema. So this was. And he was so nice. He just completely lived up to the expectations. He was really genuous and, and, and genuine, and it was amazing. And I couldn't, I couldn't believe that he gave up even an hour of his time to talk to us plebs. You know, I yeah. think it was, it was, it was astonishing. Yeah, it was just like, and, and to go on to speak to people like John Glenn, he's just amazing. Just goes to show what you can do. It was amazing. I mean, John sent John Kell sent John Glenn a lovely email. And he just just replied pretty much instantly and said, "Of course, I'd love to chat to you guys." And he's just he's just been unbelievably gentlemanly, hasn't he? And uh, just a, a real credit to the Bond franchise. Oh, we will talk about the '80s films, of course, all of them. He directed all of them, um, and we'll go into that later. But I don't know, Harry, was that was that just ridiculous? Just being able to spend <laughs> nearly an hour and a half with John Glenn. <laughs> um, it was it was absolutely unreal really and an incredible opportunity that I don't know if you fully appreciate it when it's going on and then afterwards you realise you've spoken to someone who's just accomplished really unbelievable things I struggled in the episode I, I was far too scared to talk I you know I, this is a guy who's done so much and knows so much more than me I, I ended up just pretty much watching him in the bottom corner of a Zoom conversation fascinated by his room and you know just yeah. come back and it was it was pretty overwhelming and and like I say, when you think back on what that interview is for the you know for the podcast as well to to kind of speak to someone like that, well, you know, it's a really proud moment. But like bringing it back to what Tom said, he was just so straightforward and easy to contact and so amenable and friendly. It was it was so easy in many ways. It was lovely. Honestly, all the what interviews we've really... had, we've just we've just asked them, haven't we? It's not it's just been as simple as that and. They've just all all been so easy to get on with, really turning up on time, things like that. The, that generation, I think, they just they really appreciate the fans and it's so good to see. Rob, we had Truman Lodge on first, though. That was that was hilarious to just chat. What a guy, honestly. <laughs> well, I, I can't believe it, mainly because we didn't broadcast this, but as soon as we got him on, you know, like on the Zoom chat, he dropped a massive F-bomb. <laughs> and it was like, boom, you know, like, whoa, you know. And Truman Lodge is here. And not only that, he's swearing big time. <laughs> and um, it was, I couldn't get over seeing him on the other side of the screen. I, I just couldn't work it out. Couldn't get my head around it. But also the candidness, you know, he was so candid with what he was talking about. Yeah, it's just like this, uh, this is an opportunity I just couldn't have ever imagined that talking to someone like that. find it very hard because we also have, you know, like there's other guests that we're strategically not mentioning that we've spoken to, but I found them equally hard not to talk, to, oh. you know, not to lose my mind over. We've got, I think we've interviewed three more people who have to just wait, I think, until uh, after No Time To Die has died down, but we don't want, you know, we're really enjoying this period, so we will get those out eventually. And then we've got some other interviews we haven't recorded yet, which are lined up as well, so hopefully more, more fun next year and uh, the rest of this year as well. Thanks, guys, for, for listening to us and promoting us and everything like that. It's There's no way we could have done this without you. When we started, we just thought it might be the six of us having a bit of fun. Don't, we don't really mind if no one listens, but without those listeners, we probably wouldn't have been able to get the guests and we certainly wouldn't have been able to get the reach that we've had 
and meet just Bond fans around the world has been amazing. You know, just the people who are here tonight, we really appreciate it. So I've got a quiz and and hopefully if we have enough time, we're going to do one later where everyone can join in. If anyone watched our, or listened, apologies, to our um, Man with a Golden Gun episode, uh, we were all blown away by the revelation that was Tom's uh, debap on love uh, impression. And uh, to the point that he's now decided that in the late, one of the latest episodes, he even put his own promotion with that. And uh, what to do? that guy will... Be- that guy will go down as a living legend. We don't know what that actually means in Thai, but we've interpreted it as debap on love. And I thought it'd be really good to do a quiz called debap on love, bap being the main word, based on the food in James Bond films. So uh, what we're going to do is um, I am going to say a food. Tom, Math, I mean, Tom and Math, that's going to be a difficult one to see who's going to shout first on the same screen, but we'll have a go at it. Chris, Harry and Rob, I am going to say a food that is referred to in uh, in a Bond film. You need to shout debap on love as hard, as loud as you can as the buzzer and then tell me what the James Bond film is. So, okay. Sheesh. Apologies for my pronunciation. Here we go. Kathy Complet for two. (laughs) 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 This is is where anybody who's not playing is absolutely shouting the back. Uh, if, If you don't know it, if you don't know, guys, I'm going to open this up to anybody who knows oh, that. Yes. Unmute and shout it out. Cafe Con play for two. <laughs> You're all rubbish. It's hard. Right. It's a good job the wizard is at, well, ice isn't here, isn't it, really? <laughs> good. <laughs> as we speak. Okay, well, that was actually, I'm going to leave that. That was on a Majesty's Secret Service. That's when George uh, rings up and he says, Cafe Con play for two. Okay, let's do an easy one. Sorry. Uh, Cucumber sandwich. Cucumber sandwich. Cucumber sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Wizard was right, we don't have a clue, do we? No. (laughs) So, everyone's putting their hands up and stuff. Yeah. Moonraker, for God's sake, Moonraker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. Get in there, Gary. Yeah. Get in there. Afternoon tea, yeah. 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 Afternoon tea. <laughs> he get that PhD for nothing. That's, it. That's exactly what it's for. Bomb <laughs> snap. Was that you, Carrie? I didn't, I didn't hear who it was, Carrie, but I did just see you in the corner of my screen ranting like this. So I didn't <laughs> oh, yeah. It was Carrie, yeah, it was. Well done. Okay, let's have a look at this one. Peanuts. Peanut? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, my mind also went to Ace Ventura 2. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Peanut. Yeah, Peanut. It's, it's bulky. Uh, oh, I think David. Yeah, David's in there. Oh, I know. Golden gun. Yeah. Oh, gonna gonna get, yeah. What kind of peanuts? Dry roasted. Well, he just says a midget with a bag of peanuts. Yeah. 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 Okay. Coffee, very black, yogurt, and green figs. Debap on love. Blast the game has actually worked. Go on, Rob. Is it from Russia with love? It is from Russia with love. Okay, mango. I think I heard Chris's first then. Dr. No. Yeah. Dr. No, absolutely. Maybe. And last one for the time being. <laughs> <laughs> a song about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, last one for the time being. Cream, sugar. Debap on love! Go on, Rob. Well, I, I, hang on, I've gone a bit early. Um, <laughs> um, I think it might My be. Nice, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. When you said cream, I was thinking of and sour cream. Uh, <laughs> is it not that? Go. That's it's that's like a, it's just one line. It just says cream, sugar. You're killing Back me. Yeah. Carry, carries. Go on, Harry. Diamonds are forever. It's not diamonds are forever. 
Harry is there. He wants. He wants. Uh, it's, it is killing me because it's it's got to be licensed to kill. It's licensed to kill, it isn't it? It's licensed to kill. Oh, it really is. It is. Right, we'll have to cut this bit Green? out. Yeah. Sugar. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm gonna stop the game there. Let's uh, waste ourselves. To be honest, yeah. let's let some pros talk word. about Bond. Yeah. So Carrie, Carrie wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll leave now. <laughs> well done, Carrie. Wonderful. Brilliant. Cheers, John. Very good, John. Thank you. We've done a bit of navel gazing, but we can do a bit more. We'll we'll bring in some of the fabulous guests who've appeared on our episodes in the last year. Uh, we do love collaborations. Absolutely love uh, different sort of takes on the bonds because we, you know, let's be honest, we all think fairly similar on them. It's nice to get some fresh takes on that. Uh, we will have more in the new year. Keep saying the new year. It's not the end of the year. In the second year of our broadcasting you know, history, that's what I mean. So for this session, we are joined by David, licensed to queer. Good evening, David. Good evening, guys. I promise not to take ten hours this time. No, I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna give you a few... the nine this time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> give you another platform, yeah. David I'm gonna make on... it last all night. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, well, <laughs> uh, Sam will give a rendition of that later, hopefully. <laughs> if we're lucky. Giving a rendition, yeah. David was on the Dams Are Forever episode and yeah, what a what a fun time that was, but we will We'll talk All four it. recording sessions. <laughs> yeah, four, it took four evenings, yeah. Took a lot longer for people to listen to as well, probably. <laughs> yeah. And we've got Griff here from the Paul and Griff Show. Good evening, Griff. I think you guys are all right. You were great, mate, yeah. We have done an episode with Griff. It's the next songbook episode, but that hasn't been released yet because of all this time to, uh, No Time to Die. But I think we, it's mainly the Thunderball songs that we're discussing on there. So that's, that's one to look forward to. We're also joined in this section by the Cinema Savvy Boys. Good to have you both with us tonight. Chris and George. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good evening, everyone. Hey, guys. <laughs> yeah. You guys are the kings of this sort of video YouTube stuff. So you Yeah, are... your your bedrooms are probably the most famous yeah, they really are. areas in my mind at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, I know him so well. Many better ones. I wouldn't say kings though, but it's it's just been fun doing Bond stuff and uh, getting everyone on talking about it. Don't have any Bond props behind me though. Um, maybe one day there could be something, but not by the 007 store prices. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. You got the the DVD collection, haven't you? There. Hey, I've got the Blu-rays, but you know that's that's just that was there. Bef- yeah. That was there before I did Bond. That wasn't like you know placed there recently for attention. Yeah. Don't worry, guys. It's been there you for much longer. You need a platinum vinyl of Madonna's Dying of a Day on your back. <laughs> Did it get to platinum? Uh, no. That's the question. Well, is it, it? it in my eyes? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm still reeling after that, guys. Like you have no idea. I knew it was coming, but man, so, someone on Twitter today put the Madonna song in a, in the second tier as well. So that got a lovely retweet for everyone to see. And in this section, also, we've got Mr. Nikolai Quack, who's been a massive fan of not only us but Cinema Savvy as well. Welcome, Nikolai. Yeah, hi guys. Um, 
I've got no idea how I got here, but uh, <laughs> I'm very honoured to be here. We'll start with you, Nikolai. You're, you're an absolutely massive Bond fan, aren't you? And you've been following all these guys on uh, Twitter and on YouTube. How, how did you get into Bond then, in, coming from Germany? It must be quite interesting, that. <laughs> yeah, uh, usually we're kind of the big, blonde, bad guys. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm thinking of Mr. Stamper right now. Oh, yeah. um, I actually got into it when I was like six or seven, probably. My mom and my dad used to have the VHS tapes. I actually started with Dr. No, and then we had a couple of other ones. We had From Russia With Love, which I loved as a kid. So the whole thing about pacing issues and the uh, uh, film being boring for like younger viewers never really clicked with me. Um, we had Thunderball, we had Diamonds Are Forever, which freaked me out as a kid, especially when <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Live, live and Let Die, which gave me freaking nightmares. Um, <laughs> a Man with the Golden Gun, which I also thought was weird. Uh, but good. Me. Yeah. I mean, good, weird in a good way. Good, yeah. good. Spy Who Loved Me, which was one of my favorites. And then Goldeneye, and that was it basically for the VHS tapes. Wow, so you missed out pretty much the entire 80s, didn't you then? That's, that's fascinating. <laughs> I did, yeah. Yeah. I only, I only really got into them later on when we uh, bought the Ultimate Edition DVDs, and then I sort of stocked up on my Dalton and my, my 80s bond, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Good lad. And who, who is your favourite Bond? Everyone who's ever interacted with me probably knows, but it's uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Timmy D. Oh, we didn't know that. Yes! No, it's not, it's not fixed. He's not, not plant. No. Well, I mean, everyone yeah. is, but yeah. Well, I, actually, <laughs> I actually wrote an email to the uh, James Bond A to Z guys, and they... They were so kind to send me not only their like podcast sticker logo thing, uh, but also like a license to kill postcard. Oh, that was just amazing. Um, you know, but I, oh, Timothy Dalton, I could, I could honestly like swoon about the man for hours. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> You're at home here. Yes. <laughs> like his voice is so deep and elegant. Like, oh my god. Um, anyway, I think, um, yeah, he, he's my favorite. And it's interesting because usually people think that maybe the first Bond you saw is going to be your favorite. But the thing is, since I grew up on both Connery and Moore, and to a degree Brosnan also, I never really had that view of just like this guy is James Bond like I always knew that there were different interpretations of Bond and so when I discovered the uh, Timothy Dalton Bonds and he's also my mom's favorite Bond I think I just I really got into it like I I, I loved the Living Daylights and License to Kill even as a kid uh, which is your favorite Bond film out of them all is it one of those two <laughs> it is, yeah. Oh, God. I've got a postcard of it now, so. Oh, God. This gets even better, <laughs> dearie me. This is we'll about fine, later, Nikolai. We'll get you signed up for an episode. Oh. <laughs> one of our 50 license to kill. Even this section has become about Timothy Dalton and the uh, <laughs> license to kill. <laughs> you know uh, what my favourite episode of your of your podcast has been? It was the um, Anthony Stark interview yeah. because uh, he tells that one anecdote of him asking uh, Dalton about uh, his workout routine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've never laughed so hard. I, I, didn't <laughs> I didn't expect him to come up with that. I was just like, wow. That's, because that's a side to Dalton you don't yeah. really hear about a lot. And um, after that, I sort of went on a YouTube research sort of spree and uh, watched some outtakes of uh, Living Daylights. And he he jokes around. He totally does. And he can be really, really funny. And I think people sometimes don't give him enough credit for that. I think even in Living Daylights, where people say, well, he didn't really get the humor right. 
I think his like really deadpan, completely serious delivery is actually really humorous. Like, I mean, when, when they get the cello and he's like, why didn't you learn the violin? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. He's so grumpy as Bond, and I love that. Like, I, I first of all, I can relate to that, and uh, <laughs> and secondly, it just fits the character. And I don't think that's really ever been portrayed a lot with Bond. Is like, really, I'm so pissed off constantly. I I I don't really feel like doing anything except maybe taking my mind off my job with a beautiful woman or something. Is this you or Timothy Dalton? <laughs> I, I wish. I wish. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Oh, but yeah, very nice to have you on the show, Nikolai. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, it's the man, the myth, legend, it's, it's Nikolai, I think. But uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, thanks guys for joining us for this session. So uh, Griff, coming back to you, you've, you sort of got on the ball straight away pretty much and you were a bit of a fan almost from the first episode. Re thanks for that. And uh, you also had a couple of, well, you, you started a few Bond episodes of your own, haven't you? Uh, going through each Bond in, in very short periods. Yeah, just a couple of short episodes, about seven or ten minutes long, just all the films through Bond's perspective, just as a bit of a passion project, really. <laughs> bit of a comedy kind of it was very funny honestly <laughs> if you if you could oh please release goldfinger onwards they're, they're absolutely brilliant because i wait uh, for the new film to come out to jump on the hashtag yes yeah <laughs> point, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're a lot longer than uh, nine minutes aren't they these these new ones but we'll talk about that later but yes which, which episode of ours did you hear first Chris? um i think i started listening to from russia with love mm. and i'll say like you guys are so good usually i think it's only bomb films that would really, I'd be willing to listen to seven and a half hours of <laughs> someone, talk, someone talking. Because I see some people, oh, that's a decent film. Because while I'm working at home through COVID, I like listening to podcasts yeah. to kind of have a bit of background noise. And I see like, I don't know, films is three hours long. And I'm like, nah, it's all right. But Bond, I can, I can listen um, for hours and um, just want to get involved in the conversation. It's been, it's been brilliant sort of uh, having you promoting and listening to us and as I say we'll be hearing from you in the next few months probably I have to say I can't guarantee <laughs> we had we've started the Spiral of Me review in January we did one night and it's been completely jettisoned in favour of everything else so that that's the Tom, next Tommy it was last year it was, it was last year yeah it was it was November last year yeah <laughs> me. delayed more than no time to know <laughs> um, yeah so <laughs> Gags, gags. The the episode we've done with Griff, uh, we're talking mainly about Thunderball, and which, you know, you you do say on that one. But who who is your favourite Bond, uh, Griff? It's got to be Sean Connery. Good, right? We do like Connery as well. You see, so yeah. No one wears it. No one wears a suit, and no one, no one suave like Connery. It just sorry, sir, Sean Connery. Yeah, <laughs> and of course he, he's. This is the year, you know. Well, nearly coming up to a year since he died, so. It's all getting a bit, hopefully, when it comes, is it October, end of October he died, isn't he? So yeah. I'm sure we'll be doing another love-in and all that. It's great to see a lot of uh, Sean love because it's a long time since he was Bond. It's like 50 years now, isn't it? And to think of his legacy that has just remained untarnished pretty much is, is absolutely brilliant. So we, we're looking forward to chatting with you, certainly, uh, Griff, in other episodes as well. Uh, the Savvy Lads, yeah, how how did you sort of decide to get on board with the the Bond thing? What what prompted you? Because you've done you've done Marvel, haven't you? Yeah, um, I mean, we always wanted to do Bond. So obviously, you know, there was a release date many years ago for No Time to Die. We're still waiting. <laughs> and I think last year we, because obviously we're big we're big Nolan fans. We jumped on the Nolan, did all of his films in one month, and was like, oh, Bond's coming out later this year. We'll, we'll do this again. And then obviously, you know, COVID got delayed again, and then it hit January. We're like okay, let's start prepping for Bond. I was like, let's hold on a couple more weeks because I think it's going to get delayed again. And it did. So we just kind of got a natural jumping on point where we thought, is it going to come out in November? Or not in November, well, obviously September. And I think, Chris, we kind of sat there, didn't we? We were like, we think it's not going to get cancelled this time. Like we, we, we went for the risk. We said, we'll do a video a week. And if it gets delayed, that's that's just dead in the water of, of building up to it naturally. So we've got a bit lucky, but... um. I think Bond's something where 
I mean, I, I got into them when I was really young. I know because you're a bit newer, but you've seen most mm-hmm. of them. I think it's something we've never spoke about together. It's with Bond since before latching onto Twitter and like finding out so like great Bond podcasts and accounts and stuff. I never really knew the fan base existed. I always thought it was more of a, a Bond film comes out and everyone in England goes to watch it because that's essentially what happens anyway. And that's what's going to happen in a couple of weeks. And yeah, I, I think I think we just wanted to get to it. And, and then we've just had a, an insane journey to think that it, I mean, you guys have been going for a year and it to do one a week for six months for us. And we're sat there like we don't want anything to end. We want more. So it's just been, I think, more the community that's kind of pulled it together, like getting to know new people, jumping on other people's shows. It's, you know, when you use the people that watch Star Wars and Marvel, like going to Bond fans who will find things they like in the films they hate is um is like the nicest thing because you're also not going to get stabbed for your opinion unless it's Dying of a Day song being a banger. (laughs) Well, even before then, like, we've had this in the pipeline for ages, like, even before the lead-up to No Time to Die, we wanted to do um, a James Bond retrospective when Spectre was coming out. And um, we are a bit more lackadaisical then with scheduling and everything. And I think we worked it out and we'd have to sort of crank out three a week in a (laughs) relatively short amount of time. And it just wasn't doable and we missed the window and we thought, oh, we'll do it for the next one. And then obviously it's been more years than we probably care to mention since in between Spectre oh. and this new one. And obviously the delays as well didn't help. But I think the delays in a way kind of helped to sort of come up with the idea and, you know, like George with the scheduling as well. Like we've mapped this whole thing out. And yeah, as we got closer and closer, I, I do want to say it's gone really quick. Like we've been doing this for almost like 25 weeks coming up to it and it's just gone just like that so we've loved doing them um you know i've mm. myself have been discovering some of these movies for the first time especially the um you know the dalton and the brosnan ones um and it's just been great going in sequence and just seeing how the franchise has evolved and everything meeting all of you guys as well um you know whether it be in the comments or on videos together and yeah it got to a point where it was like we, we kind of we're okay with almost becoming a part-time Bond channel in a way, at <laughs> yeah. least for the foreseeable. So that's why we've extended the uh, the retrospective. You know, we're going to do the David Niven stuff and uh, Never Say oh. Never Again. Um, so yeah, we kind of just don't want it to end. So who knows how long the Bond hype's going to uh, last for after No Time to Die comes out. But yeah, we've just been loving it. So good, Chris. Yeah, and it's been particularly interesting watching your journey through it because most Bond... <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, every yeah. One Cup podcast, including ours, of course, we've seen them all before. So we've all we come into it on the starting point from having our own favourites, our own opinions. I won't ask you who your your favourite is because I know you're going to do rundowns and you're going to do your countdown episodes. But is it what sort of what sort of changed? What's your main thing that has changed? Particularly seeing the was it the Daltons and the Brosnans for the first time? That must have been weird. Yeah, and I mean, if you're just comparing those two, like, could you get more different bonds <laughs> just between them two alone? Um, the Dalton one was really interesting um, because obviously that's the one that everyone talks about. You know, he deserved a third one. He only did two. And it was kind of this mysterious bond that only did two films. It's almost like a blip in the in the career of the bond. So that was the one I think out of all of them, even probably more so than Brosnan, that I was looking forward to seeing the most. Also, like being a big 80s movie guy, uh, you know, get into those two, like the probably arguably two of the most classic 80s Bond films out of the whole roster. Uh, so those were really fun to get to. And then getting to the Brosnan ones, it was almost like a modern offshoot of the Roger Moore ones. It's very much how I equate Brosnan's take on Bond. You know, he's more quippy and everything. Um, but I think the Brosnan ones were more of a rite of passage because I was tired of people keep saying, oh my God, you've never seen Goldeneye or oh my God, you've never seen Die Another Day. Actually, would anyone say that? I don't know. <laughs> no, George would. Pass it over to George. Yeah. Yes. I know that's one of his favourites. No, not favourites. I just have a fun well, time watching it. Guilty for yeah. yeah, nostalgic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that, yeah. We, we've all got a sort of favourite Bond that we like to root for, even if we don't think it's the best Bond. And David's, certainly for that, David's is Diamonds Are Forever. So he will, I think he said, he will always put it in his top five. It doesn't matter even if it isn't, because he wants to sort of elevate it. That's right, isn't it, David? Absolutely. It's always in my top five. I mean, my top five is pretty eclectic. So you've got Diamonds of Forever, License to Kill. This is in no particular order, by the yes. way. Diamonds of Forever, License to Kill, Honor Majesties, Tomorrow Never Dies, and Casino Royale. So I'm not oh, wow. I'm not just being stubborn. Great, though, yeah. But, Such you know, a variety there. I like to kind of spread the love. Yeah. Maybe uh, Tomorrow Never Dies would perhaps be the most 
biggest surprise in that actually it's not a surprise in my world (laughs) i I wrote eight and a half thousand words about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah you can see why we get on with uh david yeah (laughs) rambling (laughs) but david is brilliant because he uh you were one of our first fans really because you you'd heard the the octopusy episode and it was just saying octopusy over and over again that Oh my god! There were there were two things about that episode when I I I listened to it on the drive to and from work, so it lasted about a half term. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, education if you didn't know, but yeah, it was about (laughs) all of those octopusy episodes and that first episode where John used octopusy as the (laughs) um, I I think it was John who set that as the the buzzer for that. Honestly, I uh, you've kind of ruined that film now. If you can hear cat. If you can hear cats screaming, by the way, they're recreating scenes. My three cats are recreating scenes from Diamonds of Forever right now. <laughs> Don't kick them. Yeah, <laughs> they're like fighting to the death. They're not singing um, Stand By Your Man, are they? <laughs> no, they're not strangling the cat. No. Um, so uh, I can't even remember what I was talking about. Now. Yes, Octopussy. But the other thing on the, the Octopussy episode was I was introduced to Rob Parker's laugh, um, <laughs> which... Which is kind of a sound not hitherto known to mankind, or, a, or 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 at least not known to me, because that 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 is yeah. I don't know if Rob wants to come in here and uh, explain what the hell is going on. With that. Right. Um, the, the harrowing thing is, I'm I'm on three podcasts, right? Possibly four. It's always the thing is like, what is wrong with that man's? <laughs> and it's like it's just like honesty it's just a, from a point of absolute honesty I, I, I hope it meant David I, I really because this is the first time we spoke David I've been looking forward to this for ages I hope it's from a um, you recognise it's from a place of love oh yeah 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 I mean, yeah it's it really like, really is it's it's utterly contagious in, in a good way <laughs> Um, I know that word has certain sensitivities at the moment, but um, yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go, there you go, there you go. <laughs> More contagious than COVID, no. Um, yeah. yeah, the plot for No but, Time to Die, maybe, who knows? Yeah, so no, <laughs> I, that, 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 was, that was my introduction. And um, I, I mean, if, you, if, you, if you think kind of like the episodes that really stand out to me, you've obviously got, we already referenced it, the... Um, um, where Sam appeared on it, the one where he um, he sang the lyrics to make it last all night. Um, which, if you, if you have, I'm oh, sorry, said the lyrics, which somehow made it sound even dirtier, <laughs> which I didn't even know that was possible. But also, then John compounded it by making out that the song was really about making Yorkshire pudding. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not really sure what's going on. I, lo- I love the way your podcast takes absolute surreal turns. Uh, it really, there's, there's so many kind of podcasts out there which which recreate, kind of um, just kind of recycle the same opinions over and over again. But, um, you know, there are some, there are some un- unorthodox opinions, but also some, um, sublime comedy I remember and I think not all of it made the final edit but I remember us going off on a massive tangent about um, in the Diamonds of Forever podcast about um, about recreating Diamonds of Forever in Blackpool and that bit <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which, was, which was mostly Chris's doing I think <laughs> I still think that's a good idea yeah it might be a shock to some people that we actually do edit our podcast <laughs> <laughs> There were, that's the one which actually was edited the most, the Diamonds Are Forever. I think it was about an hour and a half on the cutting room floor, but yeah. none of us can remember what that was. I mean, I don't, I have no idea what, why it was edited yeah. or what it was about. Release the Blackpool cut. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> I can tell you all I know that it was just nothing to do with Diamonds Are Forever. It was cut. Oh, no. That's, that's no, why no, I had no. to go, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, br- thank you so much, uh, David. And you've got your own podcast now, haven't you? You've just started... Yeah, I mean, it's kind of um, less freeform. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's well written. You know, yeah. you know probably more than most people here. If you invite me on a podcast, it will run long. So um, my, my my own podcast is um, me kind of doing spoken word versions of the articles. So it's as succinct as it kind of possibly can be, really, with maybe a few kind of little um, ad-libs as I go along and that sort of thing. But yeah. Yeah, so David Stevens has got a question. Yeah, so David, do you want to join in and ask a question? It's a great question. There. Sure, yeah, I can ask a question. So uh, my question was, what is the most surprising thing that you've learned about James Bond 
in your first year of podcasting? So it could be the character, it could be the movies, um, the production, or perhaps even your own fandom. What is the most surprising thing you've learned? Such a great question. Yeah. Such um, a good question. I think um, it sounds a bit rubbish and it's been said already, but just the fact this is too vague, um, but the fact that there's so much to love about the ones you don't love as much, been quite vocal. I'm not a massive Daniel Craig <laughs> era fan, but you know, rewatching those those four films have uh, you know, there's just there's so much to like, and you know, we had a great episode revisiting the Man with the Golden Gun. That was probably three of the funniest nights of my life. I've never laughed so much. Um, but that, I don't know. It's just so good to revisit and and draw out loads of things that you've not you've not found before. So sorry, that's a really general answer. I would echo that as well, like um, because these. 25 films are 25 of my favourite films ever. You've not seen um, the 25th yet, but yeah. Well, no, no. <laughs> He's no, 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 I'm so biased that I know how I feel about this franchise and I know what it's going to be like. I know that regardless of fault or whatever, I'm, I'm still going to absolutely love it. So these are 25 of my favourite films ever. Um, and that... The, the extent of how much I love them is the, um, it, through talking to them, talk, sorry, talking about it through with you guys and the brilliant people we've got here tonight. Um, yeah, that's the big surprise for me is just how deep mm. I feel for these things. They're like, honestly, I, I just want to get my kids watching them immediately. Yeah. If yeah, no, so much zen, you know. I, I, th- I think <laughs> that, that sort of reevaluating them. Mm. You know, you have this like you watch them, and, and I, I, I might have said it before, but you know, you watch them in that period of your life, and it means you know you just watch it as popcorn movie. It's just you know what it whatever it is, but then you watch it and you go back and actually sit and watch it, and you actually listen to the. I, whenever we review review something, I always put subtitles on so I can actually get all the dialogue because most of the time it sort of passes you by, and I kind of like what actually want to hear what everyone's saying and, and kind of take note. And it's really interesting to sort of reevaluate a film that you're so familiar with, but actually when you go back and watch it and actually analyse it and you pause it now and then, it's like, this is not, and you start, oh, I'd completely missed that. I'd missed that in the background. I'd missed the sort of the odd tone of that character's, you know, delivery. And that's what for me has been so fascinating is going back and actually sitting and listening and watching these films and not just like having them wash over you, but then I can go back and, and do exactly that. That's what is so great about this franchise is that I can sit and analyze them and pick them apart for better or worse. But also I can sit, put it on and, and just really enjoy them and not get into some sort of, you know, Oh, well, that, that, that that's a shit scene. Or I wish it didn't <laughs> do that. Or, you know, or that's, that's the best scene, but everyone else is going to complain about that. It's so nice to actually watch it and, 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 you know, like I say, it's, it's a real, there's a real huge, really big difference between kind of watching it for a podcast, analysing it, and then just watching it as a viewer. Uh, that, that's been really interesting. And to tag on that, watching it as a viewer, where you became most familiar with it as a child. So now that you're grown up, part of you thinks, yeah, I, I mainly just like it because I was a child. It was just, those are good adventure films when I was, you know, when I was young. But watching them now as grown ups, these are not, just films for the children they're not they're, they're so much more these are all absolutely incredibly well-made films all with a purpose you know whether it's you know a fantastical adventure like moonraker that is for me you know really well done it it did exactly what it intended to or like i've mentioned from russia love these are really really well-made brilliant films then it's not just because i watched them as a child that they're brilliant we've had this chance now to discuss them as adults and, and there's so much more and like maybe to pick up on one of the reviews we've done, and I wasn't even on it, but the Diamonds Are Forever review was, you know, a bit of an education for me in many ways. But also like that film, a bit like Nikolai said, it did creep me out as as a kid a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, I, I don't like the whole ranking system and stuff. Like I don't like to rank them, even though it's really interesting. And sadly, Diamonds Are Forever is quite lowly on my list. <laughs> But like listening to that, yeah, David, I'm sorry. Um, but like listening to that review, like absolutely all these amazing points about this film that they're making and mm. just the bravery behind the films. And just, you know, you, 
you do get surprised by actually these films are so much more than just films you watch as a kid. They really hold the weight, definitely. I think I think what's uh, surprised me most about it is how everyone has a different opinion of each film. So I, I remember the first film that I uh, the first film we reviewed was Octopus, and I always had this uh, quite middle bottom end. And I came on, and by the end of it, it's gone into my top ten now, because I was like, "Oh my word! I have just not seen how great this is." On the flip side, I have Skyfall very high on my list, and then I was sat, um, <laughs> I was sat with these jokers, and they, they basically <laughs> destroyed it for me. And, uh, but, but like, but there's a balance in there, and what I mean by that is, is, is that everyone's viewpoint is valid and then you'll go on twitter and someone else's viewpoint how everybody sees it is different and and we can we can sometimes clash about that but actually that's something to be celebrated that these films are so rich that you can actually interpret them in so many different ways there's so many layers to it these these are by far and away the films i've watched more than any other films in my life and i don't get bored watching them and and it's just amazing i love them Brilliant. I, the thing I've probably learnt was I can't remember the how you phrase it. Surprise, yeah, was the context with which with which each film was done. So the, the time, what was going on in the world, like we talked about, Diamonds Are Forever, um, almost like that reaction to women's lib, you know, with the, the bra around the, the neck, stuff like that. You'd never think about stuff, and even on that film, of course, you grow up watching Diamonds Are Forever. And you think it's just another fun Bond film. You forget that it was done two years after Honor Majesty's. So John sort of having watched it in order and sort of thinking about it in order, and even Chris, as he's been watching them in order, what, how weird must that have been after you've just seen his wife die, this really harrowing film, <laughs> you know, really emotional and Bond and all this. And then, oh, we're back to Connery, Connery, who's pretty much a different character to the one he was, certainly Dr. No and the first few ones. And... It sort of passed off, and you, we even realised, didn't we, that that tasteless comeback from uh, Amsterdam with a diamond ring? You know, like the guy's just lost his wife. For goodness' sake! But you've just got to, you've just got to detach them, like we always did. Just enjoy them each on their own merits. I think that's we'll talk about quantum later. But a lot of people perhaps don't like it as much because they think it undid a lot of the the work of um, Casino Real and Spectre trying to retcon Skyfall. You know that. That's not Skyfall's faults. So just enjoy them on their own. Enjoy each film on their own. I think that's probably the main thing I've learned from it all. Yeah, there's always that loose continuity with them, isn't there? Um, at least until you get to the Craig ones, and then I think that's pretty much that's its own saga, isn't it, within the Bond franchise? Going back to Diamonds of Forever and watching them in sequence, uh, I've now seen that film twice, uh, oh. both in sequence, both times. The first time was when we attempted the retrospective way back when uh, Spectre was first coming out, and I did have that culture shock between those two films, and uh, I didn't like Diamonds of Forever, and then obviously watching it again recently... I still don't like it compared to all the other ones and it would be low down on my ranking, but it's, as you guys said, you do find elements that you do enjoy. There's elements to enjoy um, in every Bond film. Uh, when we had A to Z on, I think he said exactly the same, to be honest, and I stand by that. I think there is. And you read up about the film and you see the problems that it may have had in the production and it, it's all fascinating to sort of take in and appreciate the bits you do enjoy and then kind of laugh about the things that maybe aren't so great in it. And, and there's a lot of those moments in, in Diamonds of Forever, I think, but it's st it was still fun. It was still fun to go to it. Really the best. That's all for part one of our anniversary special. But join us for part two, where we were meant to be discussing the 80s Bond films, but we end up discussing the Fleming books and Rob reads aloud from a license to kill. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.